Hello, you're listening to an episode of Mintook, the It's Spoken podcast brought to you by Brahma and John. Welcome, welcome. How are you? This is your favourite podcast where we discuss all things friends, family, finance and all the other F words, faith, friendship, everything. I'm your host Nems and today we'll be doing things a little different. We're going to be doing a Ramadan really. And the way it's going to work is that we're each going to record an episode separately. Or we're going to record part of an episode separately, answering questions which we've all submitted to each other and um, piece it together. (laughs) I hope you enjoy. So following me will be Halima to answer the questions that I have set. Um, And then each person will set a different question per week and we'll all discuss it. And that way we can all get the best out of this month. But that aside, I'm going to jump straight into it. So the three questions I'll be answering today is a memorable moment I've experienced this Ramadan, duas I'm totally loving, and a character trait that I've realised is actually really me and not Shaytan now that all the gates of hell are locked up. So kicking it straight into it, memorable moment I've experienced this Ramadan was actually from the very beginning of Ramadan and it was just me kind of realising just how much I really, really needed this month. Um, never really kind of had that kind of experience before where I was just like, whoa, I need the chance and the opportunity this month's going to give me like um, a bit of context, like not even context, I think everyone can relate to this. There's like a lot of change. Sometimes you just go through periods of change where there's just like so many things happening and everything's up in the air and then you just kind of realise that, you know what, yeah, you really can't do this all by yourself. Like, like yeah, you're doing it all by yourself, but like if you do not rely on something, someone, a being, then you're just going to crash and burn. Like you just feel like you need help. Um, and Ramadan just really just felt like the answer. I just felt like, yes, I need help and this is the best opportunity the best chance for me to like really grovel and work hard and gather myself and you know like really this like hug a last there's this um saying where it's just like where you it's it's not from it's it's um I think it's Chinese but it's this like thing of like hugging the thighs of someone who's rich so it's kind of like holding onto their thighs so that they can like sponsor you and like you don't have to struggle and it's just like the feeling I came into I was like I need to hold onto the thighs of Allah just like hold on because I actually can't I need I need someone to sponsor me and I need I need I want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be my sponsor so that was like the moment like I was like whew first of all I survived I didn't die. I didn't miss this opportunity. And secondly, now it's like, okay, cool. This is my best chance to like raise everything, start again. Um, so that's my memorable moment. Just like that sense of relief of making it to Ramadan. Um, otherwise, I'm loving. So I always, uh, well, not always, but I strive to, I focus a lot on dua in Ramadan. Um, I want to focus more on Quran, especially this one, this Ramadan, but I tend to gravitate towards Allah. I just find it, like, it's just my, it's my favourite communication tool between myself and Allah. So, um, this Ramadan, the du'as um, that I've been, a du'a that I've really, really been loving is, um, I want to make sure it's the right one, but Hasbillahu la ilaha al-adheem, and, um, just the fact that I'm in desperate, desperate need. I personally feel like I'm in desperate, desperate need of Allah's help. And the fact that if I recite this dua seven times in the morning and seven times in the evening, then Allah will grant me what I want. And I think like going through the hadith of that dua and then going, yes, this is my ticket out of here. <laughs> this is my get out of jail free card. 
I just really felt like this is my um this is the da'a for me at the moment so it's the one that I've been reciting consciously all the time then also um I'm gonna make sure it's the right one but um La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu al-mulk wa lahu al-hamd wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadeer um that one is to ward off laziness and I ain't gonna lie I'm not gonna lie your girl your girl's a bit lazy so it's been um I think it's been amazing just having like du'as for specific specific things that I can turn to and these are like the specific specific needs and then also like if you recite it 10 times you will get um 10 rewards and also um the reward of freeing 10 slaves and be protected from shaitan so I really feel like it's 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 really one of the best ones for me especially in this like month of Ramadan where like you need you can you can just amass rules just like that and it will just make it fantastic so um and then my also my go-to favorite dua which um forever forever is um ya hayyu ya qayyum bi rahmatika astaghith aslih li sha'ni kulla wa la takilni la nafsi tarfat ayn and um that one oh i should have probably said the meanings of the dua sorry um we'll go back but that one is about um not leaving me in charge of my soul even for like a second <laughs> And that's been my go-to favorite dua for like time because God take the wheel is my statement. Like I cannot do this. I do not want to do this. This cannot be, I cannot be the captain of this ship. I just can't. I am not the one for this. So I just like the very first time I stumbled on that and I was just like, woo, <laughs> have mercy, <laughs> take over. That's that's my thing. Um, and those three da's or da's that you can recite as part of your daily adhkar. So those are like, my favorite favorite um, i'm gonna try pull up the english because i never actually thought about that so let's try and find the english for you guys um so the first one was has okay i found um so it's oh ever living one oh eternal one by your mercy i call on you to set right all of my affairs do not place me in charge of my soul even for the blinking of an eye can you imagine set right my affairs uh, do not place me in charge of my soul for even the blinking of an eye i think that's just so powerful then is allah is sufficient for me there is none worthy of worship but him i have placed my trust in him he is lord of the majestic throne and allah will grant whoever recites this seven times in the morning or evening whatever he desires from this world or the next ibn as-sunni abu Dawood. Both reports are attributed, are attributed directly to the Prophet ﷺ. The chain of transmission is sahih. And I had that bang. That's just amazing for me. Um, so basically, anything you want in this world and the next. That's why this is my du'a for the moment. Like, I'm just like, do you know what that means? I just have to recite this 14 times a day. And sometimes I just find myself going through the days going... I'm just like, remembered it, saying it. You know, I can't ever guarantee. Um, so yeah, and what was the other one? The laziness one. I should have. Okay. 
None has the right to be worshipped, but Allah alone, who has no partner. His is the dominion and his is the praise and he is able to do all things. Um, and so that one is for laziness. And then also, actually, there is another da'a that I love. Um, and I'm just trying to find it. Yes. Um and that is oh Allah I ask you for knowledge that is of benefit a good provision and deeds that will be accepted and I think that literally summarizes me like I want to be smart but beneficial not a waste of my time kind of smart and I want to be rich I want good provisions like I don't want to have to worry like and provisions I think what I love about this even though I don't not know much about Arabic I feel like provisions is such a wholesome word because it's like it's not necessarily money provisions could be nourishment it can be clothing it could be um housing like provision like provide for me basically um so provide goodness for me basically and these that will be accepted and I think that that for me is just like those are like the three things <laughs> So yeah, those I've given you more da'as than necessary, but those are the da'as that I'm loving, forever loving, and I love da'a anyway, so it's not just one, but these are the ones that I wanted to share today. Um, and the character trait that I have that I realised is um, really me. There's been quite a few things. I think for me, a lot of it has been the scale at which I perform, like minor, or the scale at which I do things. So um, top of my mind is was was Like I really thought... Um, it's not like I even really thought. It's just first of all, it was it's, it's become really glaringly obvious that, um, yes, Waswas uh, Shaitan does play a huge part in in the Waswas, like in my um distractions while praying. Like it's definitely Shaitan, but then also there's a lot of me. Like for some reason, I think when I go to pray, I it's like I get calm, my mind tries to focus and when my mind tries to focus it starts to wander because it's like this is like my true moment of like peace in a way so maybe like all day my mind's just hectic or I'm distracted or I'm not focused but then I was like praying it's like and then it's like okay let me focus on this action and then it's like it's like when you're in the shower like there's just some moments where you're relaxed and when you're relaxed your mind just wanders um and i'm putting it down to at this moment because i like to self-diagnose and put it down to my lack of understanding of the surahs because i know when i used to try to understand the surahs and intentionally pick surahs that i was understanding i had i concentrated about that's why i'm putting it down to my lack of understanding of arabic um so we go it's up there we go learn arabic y'all make that easy for us i mean like i want to learn arabic asap um there's that um I also think my um I'm gonna call it witty tongue um I'm quick with the clapbacks I'm quick with the clapbacks oh and there's also this isn't normal I'm not normally jealous of people but I think because of lockdown um I have been looking out sorry my only window into the world and not even because of lockdown I think lockdown has amplified some some of my characteristics of being um isolated and like doing things alone and just enjoying my own peace and mind which was completely which is completely contrary to like what I wanted to do for myself where I wanted to be more outgoing more extrovert like I really wanted to be more extrovert in 2020 and the lockdown came was like nope um and then that kind of like amplified my introverted traits and I was just like really happy because I was like mm, I don't really care because you know no one really likes to be uncomfortable 
Um, but then it's also meant that my only window to the outside world lately has been through social media. And so I think that's now started to amplify traits of jealousy. And I'm not normally a jealous person because I'm usually just quite content. Like even if I am, um, I don't even want to say jealousy. I need to like Google the difference between jealousy and envy. So I don't want to say the wrong one. But yeah, I'm not normally a jealous person. It's just more like pangs of, oh, I want to do that. Oh, oh, I wish I could do that. Oh. I'd love to do that right and for me it's just more so to do with the fact that I am seeing people like not people some some friends and family um they have used this time in the manner that I wish I would have been I wish I would have used this time and so for me it's just more of a look at how they've managed to benefit and look at how like some people still manage to do the things that I wanted to do this time last year um even though we were in lockdown, whereas I've used lockdown as an excuse to not do those things because technically deep down, I never really wanted to do it, which is really my fault. But then seeing them do it, even though like I wanted to push myself and I, I basically felt like I gave in and I, you know, failed in a way, even though I didn't really start. So it feels like I, sh- I, sh- I feel like I shortchanged myself and it's like watching them do the things that I said I wanted to do makes me feel even worse because I gave myself like a really flimsy excuse like oh we're in lockdown so you know blah 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 um so I think I'm like doing too much self-diagnosing for you guys but basically so yeah that's where the jealousy comes from it's more so of a look at what they did um and look at what you could have done but you chose not to and then look at them doing it and flourishing um and so it's more it's it's less jealousy, more self-deprecating, I think, or just regret. But there are pangs of jealousy, so I feel like that's something. Cause especially in Ramadan, where I'm feeling people like get the most out of it and do all these things, and it's all from like the seeds that they've sown in the past, and they're benefiting from it in different ways. And it's just very much like they could have been you, but look at you, here you is. <laughs> but alhamdulillah, I don't feel. I feel like everything happens for a reason. It's never too late to change, and so I've set my intention to change and like. Um, whenever I feel a type of jealousy or a type of way to anybody I make that for them instantly so may Allah increase them in goodness may Allah grant them the best of this wealth the best of it hereafter may Allah elevate them in rank may Allah um, make everything they're doing a source of ibadah may Allah grant them sakina and um, contentment and joy and warmth and love and love of Allah and love of those who love Allah and um, may Allah grant the same for you guys who are listening um, may Allah grant them shafa may Allah grant them a wide and spacious grave may Allah grant you guys a wide and spacious grave may Allah grant you all the things that you in your heart desires the things that you are you know the things that you say and the things that you are too nervous or too scared or too shy to utter the things that are within you the deepest darkest secrets the things that you bury may Allah grant you ease and grant you the strength to overcome may Allah grant you your desires may Allah make your desires good make your desires of benefit make your desires actions that will bring you closer to him may Allah distance us and everybody from the things that displease him and may Allah make what he hates what we hate and may Allah make what he loves what we love and may Allah make us amongst those who are within his shade on the day of judgment and may Allah make us amongst those who have no regrets on the day of judgment may Allah make us amongst those who um are happy when we receive our book of accounts and are joyful and are beaming with light and 
are of those who the angels love to be around and are of those who are quick to repent and of those who are quick to strive for goodness and of those who are quick to reflect and good to quick to change and quick to um seek what Allah loves. Um Ameen. <laughs> quick pray a moment, but hey, may Allah grant us God's goodness, man. Surround us by beauty and all of those good stuff, good stuff there, yeah. Um Right, now make us all rich too. <laughs> We're going to keep on praying for that. But yeah, um, rich in character, rich in pockets, rich in uh, joy and all the different ways of being rich, not just rich in wealth, but yeah, rich in wealth too. Um, yes, that's been me and my three things. I'm passing it on to Halima. Halima, any comments? What do you think? <laughs> How you doing, my love? <laughs> Hey, alaikum. So it's Halima here, and I'm just carrying on from Nim. So passing on from Nim, who's gone first in the relay. And just want to say, just like a fair to Nim for kind of having this quite innovative idea where it's just like we get to reflect on how the month has been so far. Um, and I just, I'm someone that I really appreciate reflecting just in general, um, whether it's through reading. And writing, so alhamdulillah, like I'm glad I'm able to take part in this and partake in this, and hopefully, um, you can benefit from it. Inshallah, you can um, hear something that's helpful to you. You can relate because you know, listening to Nim's um, personal responses, it was really, it was, it was really great to hear. Alhamdulillah, um, and it was like talking with a friend. You know, it was very. Um, it was vulnerable, it was like intimate and I, and I really appreciate it. So Jazakallah Nim. And so yeah, I'm just gonna get right into my responses to the questions. Okay, so just to recap, the first question, my most memorable moment of Ramadan so far has been striving to be consistent with my morning azkar in this month. And when I think about when I first saw this question, I thought about memorable moments. I think I was inclined to feel that I received like this massive revelation, this this almighty, <laughs> like an almighty kind of um, you know um, epiphany in the month. And and it's okay that that's not the case, but that it's about consistency because Allah loves the deeds that are small but consistent. And I'd say before Ramadan, um, I wasn't as consistent with the morning as car. But in this month, being able to wake up to eat, first and foremost, um, followed by praying, praying Fajr, followed by then um, reading the morning as car and doing the tasbih of Astaghfirullah wa Tudalehi and Subhanallah wa Hamdihi and doing it very intentionally and making sure that you know, I'm just trying my best to do it. I feel like that's been a memorable moment for me because alhamdulillah, there's so much blessing in this month and everything feels amplified in terms of barakah, alhamdulillah. So for me, I'm just like, okay, this deed that I'm striving to be consistent in, inshallah, I can be rewarded tenfold for it, for the same deed, but to just strive in, in consistency, in being consistent, inshallah. Um, so yeah, that's the. F I'd say that's my most memorable moment so far, and I think there will be more memorable moments to come, inshallah. 
but as of right now, I'd say that's the most memorable moment because it's, you know, it's it's a really precious time when you can sit after Fajr and you're not too tired and you can hear the birds chirping and the air is quite cool. And I know it's not just me, but the air in Ramadan feels different. Like, <laughs> the minute, but I feel like that's another memorable moment, memorable moment in general for me as well. Whenever it's the first night of Ramadan, the air feels cool and, and calm and quiet and just kind of like you're being eased into the month. Alhamdulillah. Um, even with whatever the challenges may be. So that's definitely, yeah, my, I'd say my most memorable moment. Um, and so now following from that, the dua that I'm loving at the moment, which is also, it comes from the morning card that I do in the mornings. And I'm just going to read out the Arabic. Then I'm going to read out the English. And I'm going to explain why it resonates with me so much as well. So the dua is, I'm reading out the dua now. So, Asbahna wa asbah al-mulk lillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma inni asluka khayra hadha al-yawmi. Fadahu wa nasrahu wa nurahu wa barakatuhu wa hudahu. So that is the Arabic of this dua, and I'm just going to read out the English translation, which is, We have entered a new day, and with it, all the dominion which belongs to Allah, Lord of all that exists. O oh, oh Allah, I ask you for the goodness of this day, its victory, its help, its light, its blessings, and its guidance. I seek refuge in you from the evil that is in it, and from the evil that follows it. And so for me, this dua, it really encompasses everything that I need to ask Allah for. I need to ask Allah for the goodness of the day. I need to ask him for his help. I need to ask him for victory because I believe I'm only successful through him. I need to ask him for the light. I need to ask him for the blessings, the barakah and the things that I do things I I'm engaged in and and I, and I think they mentioned as well to just strive to do things of benefit to do things of meaning not to have anything be meaningless but to have things be filled with barakah inshallah and guidance because I need to be guided every single day every single day like there's not a day that I don't need to be guided and to seek refuge in Allah from the evil that is in this world and from the evil that follows the evil in the day and the evil that follows from the day. Just to seek just to seek all of that protection, to seek all the guidance, to seek all of the nur. And I think it's really beautiful how it's even written as well. It's like just to reference it again, Allah ask you for the goodness of this day. And then the goodness that follows, the things of goodness that you want for that who it's victory. Wanasrahu, it's help. Wanurahu, it's light. Wabarakatuhu, it's blessings. Wahudahu, it's guidance. I feel like if I was just to be given this one dua to recite, I would be I would be content. Alhamdulillah. But yeah, I just think it's genuinely whenever I recite it in the mornings, I feel like I'm genuinely just like I'm, I'm <laughs> Like I'm shielding myself for the day, I'm, I'm prepping myself for the day, I'm armoring myself for the day spiritually. Like it's just so important in, in this world that we're in to be spiritually protected. And with the pandemic, um, and now being a second year of Ramadan in, a, in the pandemic 
affected society. It just feels like we have to keep continuously striving to be spiritually protected, spiritually nourished and spiritually enriched, inshallah. So yeah, that is the dua that I've been loving. But also um, the dua that I always make in general, but it feels, everything just feels, alhamdulillah, like filled with more barakah in this one. So the dua for parents, um, which I'm just going to double check so that I don't um, recite it incorrectly. And so the reason, you know, of course, it's they're my parents who they've raised me. And so it's just a dua that just feels like it's enriched with even more barakah during the month of Ramadan. And so the dua. Yeah, so I found the dua now. So, Rabir Hamhuma which translates to my lord have mercy upon my parents as they brought me up when I was small and so yeah just being reminded that Dua's always reminded me that you know my parents raised me when I was small they were they are getting older and I just want them to be blessed and all of our parents inshallah to be blessed with long life to be blessed with good health to be blessed with peace of mind to be blessed with good with good well-being as well inshallah um and then i'd say one last dua that i always again always recite and again in ramadan it's just feeling spiritually enriched it's feeling like there's more barakah in it is rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi akhirati hasana wa kina adhabanar mean which is oh allah grant me the goodness of this life the goodness of the next life and protect me from the hellfire i mean and again Alhamdulillah, it's a very all-encompassing um, dua that is just reminding you that there's good in this life that you, should, that you should seek and want, but then there's good in the next life that you should also seek and want, and that you should seek to be protected from the hellfire and any harm as well. I mean, and the final point, which the final question, which is character trait that I've realized is me and not shaitan. Full transparency and all honesty, it would definitely be um, just my organization or lack thereof, <laughs> my lack of organization in regards to the goals that, I've, that I constantly set for myself. Um, and I think when Nim spoke about, you know, um, how we're just very much taking in this virtual world and seeing people accomplishing goals and doing amazing things and then just feeling whether it be jealousy in my case you know moments of jealousy never envy because envy is to want to wish harm upon somebody and I seek refuge in that for, for all of us I mean um, but you know pangs of jealousy like god that could have been me like, if I just you know put my head down and worked but I've been forced alhamdulillah I've been really forced to just come face to face with my shortcomings and to not be kind of crippled by them and I think that's a it's a habit of mine to think you know this thing that I've had a challenge with is, is so overwhelming and it's, it's hard to just kind of overcome and then really it's just a matter of taking of being honest and having accountability and so one thing that has helped me with my like organization 
skills and like my procrastination with the goals that I have is breaking the goals down. Um, so I'm currently working on a qualification and I would just put like study. <laughs> like before I went on, I'd just be like study, just study for an hour and do it. And a lot of the times I wasn't doing it. And, you know, time has passed and I'm just like, I really want to get this qualification. So I then set, I gave myself a deadline and then I broke this goal down into not just weekly, but daily tasks. And that's not a habit of mine. And I think I might have spoken about this before on the podcast, where it's kind of like the goals that I have, I don't break them down enough to where, that, to where it is that I'm working on them every single day. And with this particular qualification, alhamdulillah, like I've, I've finally hit that learning curve where I have been able to work on um, a bit of study on a daily basis, on a day-to-day basis, and not just get... Um, just the goal of having the qualification but the steps to get to that qualification inshallah so yeah that character trait of um, just lacking discipline with enforcing my goals and working on my goals is now something that I'm re- I'm reckoning with I'm, I'm working on alhamdulillah being very um, honest about but also making a plan of action so rather than just acknowledge and just feel defeated now it's like I acknowledge it and I keep it pushing, <laughs> I keep moving forward, don't feel, you know, so overwhelmed or so helpless or so hopeless because that's not what Allah wants for me. Alhamdulillah, Allah wants all of us to succeed and to not feel crippled by whether it's, by, you know, our character traits that we need to work on, our, our weaknesses. But to understand we seek Him in everything, every single aspect of our lives, inshallah. So, yeah, that's all from me. Um, and I hope it has been beneficial, inshallah. And now passing it on to Sauda so that she can answer the three questions and we can hear from her as well, inshallah. And I pray that we continue to benefit in this month. I pray that Allah accepts our du'as. I pray he accepts our fasts, our other acts of ibadah, has mercy upon our souls, our parents, this ummah, grants us his shifa'ah, grants us his mercy, he grants us his grace in this month, strengthens us in this month, strengthens our men in this month. Amen. Hello, hello, hello. How are we all doing? So I'm going to be answering questions from Nimat. So, my memorable moment, my memorable, sorry, moment would be me going to Tarawir and um, doing Witta, Witta Salah, and I just, like, my eyes, I just, I just started to cry. Like, not proper cry, but like, ah, uh, what did he say? He said one of the names of Allah, and honestly, my eyes just, I don't know what it was, my heart, my eyes, just, just everything, the Witta was wittering, like, I don't know. And I, I, I literally can't, I can't articulate it, but I think, yeah, I won't forget that. Even if you're recalling it, I just, I can feel, it's not, it's not this heavy romantic feeling, like, or this heavy hype feeling, because I have felt, like, particularly strong feelings of, like, I guess, Iman and Allah and whatnot. Like, I think Ramadan is actually, one of the Ramadans, like, years ago, is probably what really made me a Muslim. I don't know how to put it. So, I long story short I was in the mosque in the masjid I remember being front I can tell you exactly where I was in my local masjid front row wearing this black abaya green scarf that I still have today I probably haven't let go of it because it, it just has so much meaning to me um, and then I was just feeling like tugging my heart 
um, I was praying some prayer. I don't know if it was Isha or if it was it was something, and like this this feeling on my chest, like this physical feeling on my, my the middle of my chest. I could feel it. Like I don't know, like very strong something. And I think that was like I don't know Islam. And I guess from that point onwards, I just felt like this is this is it. Like I don't know. So it wasn't something as strong as that that I felt the other day when I was in, in the masjid in Tarawid, but I don't know if he said that Karim. I don't know what he said. I don't know what name he said. It wasn't even like, oh, this is a particular name that I love of Allah. All his names are ph- phenomenal, fantastic, beautiful. We love him. Um, it wasn't a Rahman. He just said a name. And then my eyes, you know, and then I remember just salam salam, and I just had to like wipe my eyes, and I was like, yeah, I'm so happy I came to the masjid today, and I haven't necessarily been as much as I would have liked to. One because I think there was this whole thing. I don't I don't even know why we are discussing why if women can go to the masjid or women being able to go to the masjid for tarawih. Like we like why <laughs> why like we get we get juma because there's a compulsion of men for juma, but. Not Tarawih. Tarawih is not compulsory. Tarawih is something that the Prophet and if I'm correct, they didn't necessarily do it. It will stop at the time because it wasn't, he said Allah they didn't want to make it compulsory. And then Amar put it back to encourage like people to do something that's good. So I just don't know what logic, what reasoning, what justification that people had to really, with their chest, say that we weren't going to go to the masjid. And, like, were we supposed to be happy? Were we supposed to just say, okay, we get it, yeah, we take them. Like, <sighs> you do know that the Prophet did actually stop women from going to the masjid. I just, anyway. So, what had happened was, because my local masjid had I don't know what they were I don't know what they were thinking right they were thinking something and their something was that we weren't going to be at the masjid and I was very annoyed and I remember telling my dad to tell them that they're being silly because <laughs> it was very frustrating it really sets a really foul president out but without going into that too deeply um next thing I'm hearing I'm thinking okay where am I going to go am I going to go to this other masjid that I go to um but it's not necessarily my local masjid, it's just the masjid that I go to because, like, I know people that, like, guess, quote-unquote community goes to that masjid, right? Um, I'm thinking, how can I get there back half an hour? It's not that bad, but then traffic, I don't know. I'm thinking also another masjid that's, like, you know, not so far. And I think I was thinking of going to that masjid and then uh, got a message that we can go to our, our local one, so that's great. Um, definitely will be the last 10 nights. That's my plan. Last ten nights, I'll be there. Um, because that that winter was wittering. <laughs> I think I've never really. Because I think, okay, I'll say I was saying like I have, well, at least to myself, I was saying that like this this year, I don't know all the Arabic, is in my head, in that like with dua, like I am able to like, be more aware and like have more. There's something like I'm, I'm more, like I'm actually listening and processing and understanding obviously i'm not necessarily fluent in arabic nor am i fluent in like quran arabic or classical arabic the ones that is used for all the du'as and the quran right but um there's certain du'as that like i guess i learn and then i'm hearing them now and i don't know man i literally can't explain why i just start to cry not a proper deep cry but like 
you know, there was there were feels, and I think yeah, that was memorable because I've, I've never really done that before. Because I guess you don't really understand what's going on in the in the in well, you do and you don't, right? I don't know. I I, I just can't explain to yourself like why I started to cry, but I guess the heart the heart heard the heart felt the heart was like waterworks. So yeah, and also um, I guess reading the Quran has been good. Yeah. I've also got other like moments of like I want some trainers. <laughs> my my trainer game this month has been great. Like yeah, that's that's good for me. If anybody knows about the Jordan, the, the industry of what sneakers are right now, being able to cop certain trainers like Jordans is a feat, and I've been able to cop. So that's also memorable. Um, but yeah, that's been my those have been my memorable moments. Um, have they? Yeah, I think so. Uh, additionally, okay, so number two, Du'as I'm Loving. So, if I'm honest, have I been, like, on my Du'a game? No. No, I have not. But, you know, Du'as are everywhere. Um, what Du'as have I been loving? So, the one about your parents, so about... Um, I should probably research this, but I'm too tired to do so. But we all know the one of our parents, like, you know, kind of, like, bless my parents because they looked after me when um, I was young, and they definitely have. May Allah reward them, abundantly. May Allah allow me to serve them. I don't necessarily repay them. I don't believe I can repay my parents, but may Allah allow me to serve them in a way that's that's somewhat honourable to, to what they've done for me. Because I think they've done... A great job and not to, not to brag but yeah I, I love them a lot um and anything musa like musa's my fave like obviously prophet Muhammad is that prophet he's our he's my prophet right he's your prophet is my prophet he's the prophet fantastic established cool he's levels he's, he's in his own league after that league now musa Islam, i think he's just my like I think in terms of, of being a person, I think there's a thing of like when you hear about the prophets, we it's a, it's a common phenomenon. Like we with celebrities or anybody with a status or whatnot, there's as they they rise higher in their status, they um, they are then like dehumanized. And I think in obviously we we understand the prophets are not like us. But I think we have to also remember they are human beings. Like Allah has sent from amongst us people, right? Um, and I just think, so I, I hear about Musa and read about Musa and I'm just like, you know what? I'm obviously not a prophet, but I, I fully get it. Like the stuff he does and the way he does it, or he did it, sorry, I get it. Like I think if I was going to pick my prophet persona, can I do that? If I can't do that, then you did anything. But if I was going to pick a persona, I'd be like a prophet or like enact or kind of like relate personally to a prophet i think it would be no it would most definitely be most like he's this vibes man so um rabbi shahri sadri like that dua um yeah it makes sense because Musa had a stammer I don't have a stammer but I feel like I speak fast and sometimes when you speak fast you trip over your words stuff like that also like just being in difficult speaker situations or just different difficult like situations right it's definitely something that I probably should say more but I really like the concept of 
um, every time I do say it, every time I do remember it, I just, A, I remember Musa, and B, I think, I, 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 you see, it's like, I get it. Because Musa asked a lot to expand his chest. And you know when you're, like, anxious, I guess, that's the term, like, you feel tight-chested. That's why I say, I get this prophet, Elias, and I'm, I get him, like, I get it. Like, I relate. Or let me, let me just say, I relate. Like, it's not necessarily just the fact that he had a stumble in his speech, he didn't necessarily... Okay, let me not even say what he said or he didn't say because I'm tired right now, but I, I, I particularly resonate with the can you expand my chest? Because, like, sometimes you physically feel that tightness. Sometimes you, you, you metaphorically feel it, or if that's the term, but, like, there's definitely, like, an, an, uh, a resistance from within you when you want to be able to, like, speak things or perform things or say things. Like, you know, you need to, to be somewhere and it's like... You ask a lot to like ease that for you. Um, I, I like, I love Musa. And then also the one where he asked, he asks Allah to provide from wherever, whatever you can give me. I've definitely made that dua before and Ma's definitely done a great job. You know, when you call Allah, you know, he really others. It's definitely something that I like. I need to, I think I do make dua. But then I think I can definitely see a difference in like just me asking for stuff I want than me asking for stuff I want. Like, and then not necessarily the outcome of the du'a, the stuff, stuff I've asked for, and like just casually, and I've got it. Um, this and the stuff that I've asked for, and I think this, the stuff that you like sit down, you're like, oh, yeah, Allah, like you see me from like, I'm literally just here, like, from what well, just give me what you can provide. Like, I've definitely done that, and I think there's a term, or I've heard like people talk about like how your heart can 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 make du'a and I feel like this is a du'a that my heart can make because if you're sitting down asking for Allah for something and like if to, to give context for the du'a sorry I'm not being specific and I, in terms of like reading the Arabic and whatnot but to paraphrase and, and give context is uh, Musa had left run away from Egypt um, ran away from his people because of the stuff that they just done and happened blah 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 and then He's like literally in the middle of nowhere and he literally has nothing and it's just like done up, finished. Like, like <laughs> done up, finished, right? So he he's 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 got not he's literally got nothing. He's not nothing because he's ran away. He doesn't know where he's going. He didn't plan this. Like, you know that feeling of like, I have literally got nothing. I have no cards. Maybe I didn't have as little as Musa, but like you've got no cost to pay anymore, and you're li- like, you 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 <laughs> you have nothing to ask with other than your tongue and your heart. Like, like I get that, I get that. I haven't been as destitute as Musa in those times. We know that the prophets are uh, were tested more than us, and we learn from their tests and whatnot and the way they performed. But yeah, I get that desperation. I guess. Like, yo, Allah, like, I've played out all my cards. I think, yeah, yeah. I I like, I like, I like Musa's, um, Musa's du'as. Um, yeah, I think when I was reading uh, Toha, I love reading Toha because, like, just Musa, you know, it really made me think about Musa and his du'as. So those are my du'as and last but not least, 
and character trait you realize is really you and not shaitan and now the gates of hell are closed i wouldn't have said any of my character traits are from shaitan because um the way i learned how shaitan has influence on us is that shaitan will whisper to us and then we do so on the day of judgment um we're gonna be like oh shaitan shaitan and shaitan's gonna be like i i'm not involved i whispered and you did so baby like and i i, I remember that often um <laughs> Because it's very true. Shaitan whisper. He's the, his only thing here is to whisper and to influence. He's not going to actually do the things that we shouldn't be doing for us. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I take full kind of accountability for my shortcomings in that regard. Um, and also there's another thing I'd learn. Oh, I guess it's, is it an analogy? Where Shaitan will do a thing of like, if you're, if you're a cup of like liquid, um, Shaitan will do like shaitan will like stir you and stir you and stir you and it gets to a point where he stirred you enough or yeah like there'll be enough it gets to a point where you stir a liquid enough and um and you take the spoon out and it continues to spin and i think yeah we continue to spin shaitan will influence us and then we continue to spin and i feel like yeah i don't i don't feel like i've ever like done the thing of oh it's only shaitan when I've not been like on whatever I've not been on. Like for example, you know I mentioned Hashur and like West West and stuff. I've always known that like this is me. This is something that I need to like work on in that in terms of like, okay, now I've stopped everything I'm doing. I need to really stop everything I'm thinking to stand in front of Allah. <laughs> I get that Shaitan's um encouraging us to think about everything, but at the same time who's doing the thinking me and who's you have to have grip on your thoughts and control of your thoughts and concentrate and focus because i know for example if i'm in an exam let's say like i'm not going to start thinking about my car outside and the traffic and the this and the that and the things i'm going to do after the exam and do you know what i mean you are able to zone in on the exam i guess use the adrenaline and all these things to zone in and focus but i think similarly i know like it's something i'm working on, like i should focus because um, I know I can do it I know I can do it and I can do it really well um, and I know I've been at points of my khushu when like I literally couldn't hear everything around me there was a time at uni where this, the girls were having a fight kind of like outside where I was praying and I kid you not when people talk about that when it's mentioned I, I can't refer to it because I was praying and I I was praying like, <laughs> and that's the kind of khushu I want to know I have and I don't think I'm there at this point in time obviously dips in that but yeah uh what else shaitan procrastination i feel like my I, like procrastination is a very blanket statement i feel like there's some stuff i do procrastinate on at least today there's some stuff i do in the moment it's about just organizing myself and facilitating ways and means of, of doing stuff and getting stuff done in the ways that i need to um but i even no i wouldn't even said that that's like a shaitan thing i would have just said like I'm either overwhelmed or I haven't organised myself or something like that. Um, yeah. I think of anything, like, outside of Ramadan, I haven't necessarily read, read as much Quran. Inside of Ramadan, I'm reading Quran, like, wow. So that could have been Shaitan, and I'm glad he's gone because I've really enjoyed reading. I'm really enjoying reading the Quran. Um, I'm not sure what's me and not shaitan who knows 
either way, we ask for protection. We we seek refuge uh, from his influence, from the shaitan, because he's a he's a he's a waste man. He needs to go. <laughs> um, hmm. Now I need to think. I make sure that I haven't left anything out. And if I have left anything out, I hope that I remember later. And I hope I'm able to work on them at least, like confront my problems i think if you want to get better at something you can't hide and i think in knowing that shaitan is not the one that's influencing you yeah it's a good thing but then you have to like not hide from that if that makes sense anyway let me go i gotta go um i hope you've enjoyed today's episode and we'll catch you on the next one bye